Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Lugo, we could keep continuing these uh, discussions because we get, uh, at least with me, you get me all riled up about thinking about this uh, this topic. And last week we talked about resilience. But before, are you doing okay? Did you have a good week? Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. Are you staying Remember, healthy? I'm, I'm staying healthy because uh, it's a matter of uh, thinking through it. Thoughts, behaviors, patterns, you know, and uh, optimism. You know what? That's part of the stuff that you wanted to talk about because yeah, I remember we had a conversation about the resilience piece and they had to do, obviously there's so much to talk about. Are you okay? It's a, it's a topic about how are you doing in regards to how do you deal with good and bad, right? The question is very deep. And so I think it's a, a great opportunity to talk about how we do that. How do How are we? And how do we we stay the course yeah. or improve, right? Yeah. Well, the answer to that question, Lugo, sometimes, you know, it comes off, how are you doing? The answer is good. Well, yeah. is that true? Is that really true? And and uh, uh, let me tell you a quick story. I, I worked at, uh, at the Fairchild Air Force Base, and we had this uh, four-star general, uh, Rutherford. I don't know if you ever worked for him or with him. A powerful man. But he uh, he used to go throughout his command asking people, how are you doing? And of course, you know, you imagine back in the day as an airman, you see a four-star general and he was pretty uh, impressive guy. And he comes up to you and says, how are you doing, airman? Uh, Lugo Santiago. Uh, good, sir. That's your, you're not going to say, well, this sucks or anything. You're going to say good, right? Regardless of that answer, because that's not what he was where he was going. He'd always ask, how do you know? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, crickets. Because no one could answer that. No one knew how they knew. They just answered because they thought that was the answer, the right, uh, the proper answer for the four-star general. But I think that's critical. You know, when we're talking about resilience, how are you doing? That that's a really powerful question. If you if you take the question and I'll, I'll say measure it, analyze it. Hey, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing well. Good. How do you know? Uh, because I worked out today and I did more than usual. I I feel good. Uh, my my as you get older you don't understand this yet but my blood pressure is down uh, my sugars are down all of those things mm. that are measurements of how are you that most of the time especially youngsters you don't have to worry about that most of us uh, you know some people are like are diabetics and all that they are concerned about that but a lot of times we just you know we just answer off the cuff without ever really knowing how i'm actually doing which is a measure of resilience I'm doing well in those physically. I'm good. Mentally, I'm good. Uh, spiritually, I'm really good. Uh, what's the other one? Whatever the other one is, um, uh, relationship-wise, I'm good. But but we don't do that. We don't think like you just said. We don't think and do. We don't balance that. We're more yeah. about doing because you can measure that. Did you do 50 push-ups? Yes or no? Uh, yes, you know. Well, I kind of. No, you didn't kind of do it. You either did or yeah, not. I made the bar or didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so resilience. We and just 
for those that are catching us now. Uh, so we define in the most general way resilience as the uh, as our our ability to bounce back, bounce back from adversity, from 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 change, from loss, from from risk. And when we're thinking about uh, not only organizations or personal, that that's when we say uh, resilience. And the question, how are you doing, is asking, uh, do you in, in a magnitude? of not doing very good to doing extremely good i i am answering uh, i am looking at how do i bounce back from adversity and then i'm telling myself and i give a response but you're correct a lot of people say good because they don't want to get sometimes there's no time to get into the 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 exploration as to you know what uh, I, i'm not doing okay and but most of the times they wait, 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 wait. You but, can but you, see. You it. said you said there's no time for that. So, mm -hmm. but you, there is time to deal with the negative of it. Well, you know, no one, right? no one has time. If you don't, right? if you don't take time to answer those questions, to do the self-assessment, mm -hmm. then you're gonna have to make time to fix it when you're hurting and come well, back, no one, bounce back. No one has time. Time is not something we possess, right? We have to make time for you know to. Have the conversation. The person who's who's giving the response maybe maybe thinking, you know, I I don't think we have time. I don't want to bother you with this, so I'm just I'm good. But normally, the person giving the response, you you notice if it's good or not good. You uh, you you receiving the response, you kind of know, especially if you having you've been having a relationship with those people, your lead. You know what their normal pattern of behavior, and you know when something is not right, and then you can then begin to inquire as to you know you're doing I'm doing good, but you actually want to oh I'm doing great that's different than good so let's deal with the good uh, and and so again you got to make time, but I think there's some things that 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 we need to ask right and why are you doing good you ask. Right, because then, then, then you're asking the person to, to talk about it, and that's the 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 first step, in my opinion, as recognizing how am I going to deal, or how do I deal with adversity, with change, with loss, and and that is that I go through a process of reflection. So when you, as a leader, are now coaching this person, right, uh, you, you want to enter into a helping relationship with the person, so you're asking, you're asking, you start asking questions. You try to avoid lecturing the person because at the beginning you're trying to understand where the person is at. It's kind of like what we talked, I think last week we were talking about uh, quality. We were talking about understanding the person's uh, ecosystem and then from there understand how this person feels. So that way we can really guide the person. But you ask the person all of these questions so you can have an assessment as to what kind of uh, mechanisms this person is using to bounce back, to get stronger, is the person reflecting on what he or she does right or not right? How did this person get into this position? I always say there are four questions that are very important and, and you know, they're very important for organizations. We help organizations do this all the time. Uh, and what you know, to the first two questions are critical thinking, right? We want people to engage in, and how did I get here? And first, why am I here? You know, where am I, and how did I get here? Those are the two questions. 
Uh, where am I? How did I get here? So, so that's critical thinking. And that is part of that resilience, you know, uh, understanding, okay, how did I get here? But the leader is coaching the person uh, to get that conversation and then understand the consequences. And then once, once we are, we have done with that, then the other two questions are the more strategic questions, right? It, and that is, where do I want to be? And how do I get there? And those and understanding those are critical for the persons to develop some level of resilience to that. So the person understands that I am not going to stay here. It's going to be better, but I have to do something. Some of it is under my control and some of it may not be under my control. Yeah. And then you can start thinking about the balances of power so you can understand how much control I have and then exercise some level of optimism in the actions, you know, in the planning and the actions that you're going to take to yeah. be successful. Yeah. And all of that, I think, because, you know, this program is about leaders and futures. I think it's, a, it's a, you know, if we, usually we talk about the futures as an uh, organizational process, but individually, uh, those four physical, mental, uh, spiritual, and you know, relationship pillars, if, if we devise or create a, few, a personal future of how we're going to balance all that, that will help, won't it? Uh, you know, we, we won't be as bad in that area as if we've worked on it, that's the preemptive part. And again, if the physical part is the easy one, I work out every day. Well, okay. Chances are you're not going to have to, unless you hurt yourself like I do all the time because I'm old, but uh, you know, you're going to have to bounce back if you hurt yourself, but otherwise I'm maintaining that. And that part, that part of that pillar I'm okay with. Now I can deal or work in the other ones, but I, but I'll, and and you know, Lugo is. I, I, it's not as you get older. As you get older, you realize how important it is to maintain your physical fitness. Uh, at least in my my perspective, uh, when you're young, you, we we had. I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Hey, the mile and a half, I can run it. Have you run? Been running for no, but I can still do it. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> you do. <laughs> you hurt like crap uh, the next day, you know. And the older you get, the harder it hurts, you know. But uh, in my day, Lugo, on, on active duty, I remember, uh, and I, I didn't see them, but I would hear about the old guys that quit smoking the week before they had to do their uh, physical fitness test. And mm -hmm. not long after, you know, they were in the hospital, they were sick. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I know of a couple that, had, that died because they didn't maintain that, you know. So when I think about preemptive, uh, uh, resilience. We all know we need those things. Do them regularly, you know. Otherwise, there's going to be a point where you gotta bounce back. Even mentally, you know. I, I was at the Air Force Academy uh, for 20 years, and uh, I would hear back from grads, you know, new lieutenants who were going to UPT uh, pilot training. What is that? Anyway, UPT. And uh, I would hear from them that this is really, really tough because I quit studying. I wasn't in, in school for six months and I quit studying. And now I got to uh, regain the, that mental capacity that I had at the academy, which, you know, mm -hmm. I, yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. Whatever it all, all of these uh, four pillars, you got to keep using them and maintaining them so that you don't, if you have to bounce back, you don't have to bounce back too much. Mm. In the examples you gave, I think that. Uh, what makes a person successful or increases the opportunity for the person to bounce back it's, is their view of the world. 
So if the person has a, a positive view of the world, you know, the way you 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 view the world and you it's going to control what, how you're going to engage the world. And so if you have a negative uh, view of the world, you know, the world is against you, then you are going to try to hide. That's going to be your negative response is going to be retrenchment, right? You're just going to go back and 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 how you're going to engage the world. Well, you're not going to engage it. You're going to only engage it whenever you have to. And so the problem with that type of behavior is then you will never be able to see the possibilities because there's a possibility in, in everything, but because you're hiding, you'll never be able to see it. So you go out, deal with the world whenever you need to, uh, and, and then you go back and you miss out very much. And and so so you so the ability for you to see the world in a more positive way will increase your ability, you know, to engage the world in a more positive way. And and then because of that, you are able to look through possibilities. So instead of seeing things that are locked down, that uh, it is very hard to deal with this, you're going to say, well, how can I get around this? Or what are what are other ways that I can do, uh, th that I can think through this? I mean, we had some, uh, some situations where we have helped organizations deal with uh, certain problems because they feel like they are locked. I remember I got a phone call in, in one of the situations where they say, hey, we just we need you uh, to come over when our team is locked. They're doing these these particular uh, exercises and in some cases uh, just to move s certain projects forward. And so when we go there, we look at the organization and we see where the team is at. And sometimes all it takes is to have the problem turn upside down, looking at the problem in a particular, in a different way. So because the problem is the same problem, but it's upside down and we have, you know, there's ways to do that. Then, then you're thinking about the problem differently. You also know that the exercise is to solve the problem, not to cross your arms and say, well, you know, it is the way it is. And because now you don't have a choice, you got to deal with the problem. You see it in a different way. You also know you must engage with this. Then you solve the problem. And when once you solve the problem, they feel this energy. And there's this such this energy produces such power. And the person can go now and and uh, energize a team and they want to go after the next problem and the next problem. And slowly they make their their uh their world much better. They're in a in a much better position because they change. And everything began. Everything began with just changing how this person view the world and then engage the world differently. And in some cases, you you'll find out that you can't do this by yourself. And that's okay. Then the question is who else has thought about this problem? And can this person and I and this other one get together and maybe even combine our resources to fix that. That's yeah. one one way. The other yeah. way is to sometimes you have to accept <laughs> yeah. you know the consequences well, yeah. of something and then move on. And so in regards to acceptance, the point is not to just cross your you cross your arms and, and okay we accept it. The, the the situation with acceptance is to understand that uh, it's to look at the different kinds of possibilities there are if you're going to be faced with a very difficult situation and then think about what is the worst that can happen. And then you prepare for that scenario. You accept that that could be a scenario and you prepare for it. 
And so, and then you move forward, but you already have developed because you already saw the most, you know, the worst scenarios. You accepted that and you did, did some preparation that back to that preemptive resilience. When you get to there, yeah, you're going to be, you're going to get some punches, but you're going to be able to recover from it quickly because you know what's how they end. You know how the end looks like. Yeah. That is very powerful. Yeah. And, and that end relies on you. Right. It, it, uh, we talk about the what is it? The, the uh, uh, victim mentality that mm -hmm. everything is everything's going badly and it's because someone else is making it go badly. But I think what you're saying, Lugo, at least part, part of what you're saying is with the right attitude, you realize that I have control. I have already considered that it could go badly and I know how to do it, how to fix it so that it doesn't go as badly as it possibly could. And, and you're, you're prepared for that. That's what you're saying, right? You prepare for that future, the bad future, and uh, but don't dwell on it. You know, I, I know people who are, you talk about negative, man, everything sucks. And it's every, every, everything is someone else's, else's fault. Well, how can that possibly be? So, but they, well, a lot of times they develop that uh, uh, victim mentality that they're going to fail because someone else has made them fail. No, it's because you didn't do what you should have done to begin with. That preemptive part, be prepared for the worst so you can be at your best. Wow. Did I just yeah. say that? That was pretty profound. Did you write that down? <laughs> No, I didn't, but <laughs> I'm going to replay it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, the, the key factor there in, in, in what you're talking about is also uh, self-reflection uh, in, and introspection. You, you got to, you got to, this, these are, these things are nothing new. I mean, we're not talking no, anything no. cosmic in here. This is just the way, I mean, you, from Sun Tzu uh, up to, you know, uh, you know, to the modern day era, uh, you know, leader and uh, we get better. I mean, Socrates, uh, I mean, you name it. We get better anytime that we go back and we examine how we live life. And then we're trying to figure out why did this go this way? And then uh, do I have the skills to turn this around? You're just talking about locus of control. That's what you were talking about right, uh, yeah. before. Right. Everybody has some locus of control right. uh, and, and in their area of responsibility and everybody. And so the idea for me is to understand what that, how does that, how does that look like? So I can make better decisions the next time that I'm faced with this situation. That's, that's where self-reflection and introspection in, uh, are superpowers, right? It's because I, this happened I have thought through the next time I face something like this, this is how I'm going to act because I'm going to be a better leader because I want to be a better leader and because people in the world need a better leader. Now going back to, uh, you know, the way I see the world and because I see the world that way, I'm going to engage the world differently, right? I'm going to engage my organization better. I'm going to engage my followers better. And they will follow you better. Yes, because they yeah. know who you are. Yes, by they character. trust you. Yes, and yeah, they'll they trust, trust you. you exactly. And, and it's not. And it, the, the trust doesn't. Nest, there's a, a bigger process than this, but they're going to trust your behavior because you've shown it. So, as someone a really profound once said, "To know, but not to do, is not to know." Mm -hmm. You should write well, that one down too. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I would say is. Uh, yes, correct. Uh, but it's consistency. 
Yeah, if you are a leader that all of a sudden, oh, the sky is falling, ah, oh, and then, uh, yeah, you know, I think we need to do this and that, and ah, oh, this guy, you know, lead, the, uh, and then you have another another view in another day. What happens is your team is constantly thinking, okay, let's, I, I, I want to have this recommendation uh, sent to the leader, but let me see how he feels and in another occasion the leader comes right and so the, let me see how she feels right another leader it, and so the leader so the team can't be doing that because you know what happens they never bring you bad news right because you're not a leader who's consistent it is constantly you know you're so erratic uh, so yeah so yes to what you just said with one caveat Yes. And that is and that is consistency. Yeah. And so consistency creates trust. Creates trust, correct. We should talk about that. Well, let's do that. I mean, what what are we waiting for? Well, uh, what I'm waiting for is I got to go to the bathroom. Talk to you right. next week. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and help you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great. <laughs>